ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There is something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. Personally, how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dykewood Mill. That draws us to And it's time for testimonies. Amen. Please help me welcome Valentina to share her testimony with us. Please put your hands together for her. Good morning, church. My name is Valentina Uko. I'm from the prestigious Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. My testimony is first how God saved me and um, pulled me out of being a serial fornicator. I used to be a bisexual. A bisexual is someone who sleeps with both men and women. But by the grace of God, God saved me from alcoholism and from being a drug addict back in Nigeria. Now, one day in Nigeria, I was sitting down on a couch in the living room, which is the parlor um, of the house. And the Holy Spirit told me to type the top five bishops in Ghana. And I typed it, and I saw... Um, five bishops, but Bishop Dag's picture came out and it was like it hit me in my face. Then the Holy Spirit told me that that's your father in Ghana. And I began to hunger to know who my father is. Then three months later, I was walking down the street after a church service in Abuja and a man of God walked up to me and pointed at me and said, I name you Anakazu. And I called my bishop's son and said, Somebody named me Anakazo. What does he mean? He said, it is not your name. It is a season in your life. Google it. When I Googled, I discovered there was a Bible seminary, Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. And I discovered that it belongs to my father that the Lord had revealed to me. And so I started, I had a hunger to meet him, to know him, to sit under his feet. And I told my bishop, my spiritual father, Bishop David Bakari, that, Daddy, this is what has happened to me. And God made a way in 2015, because it happened in 2012. In 2015, I, I, God made a way for me to come to the Bible school. And my bishop told me, this is the best decision, daughter, that you've made in your whole life. And I'm with you. Now, Last year, during the Wisdom 14 impart, uh, impartation, Wisdom Impartation Service, 
I came with other Bible students for the wisdom impartation service. And towards the end of the um, service, daddy made a statement. He said that there are three types of testimonies. One you must say now. One must take you to the hospital to, to the hospital and bring you back with an evidence. And one you will say later. So I stood up and I said, amen, I receive it. But I didn't know the power in the words of daddy. I didn't know the kind of power that it was. It was like a very casual thing that he said. Then less than an hour or two, one and a half hours later, I was standing under the mustard seed at Kodesh. When I was staring into the Healing Jesus pictures, and I stopped at the 69 to 100 picture, and suddenly, something like a wind from the stage part of the picture came out and entered into me, this part of my body. Then when it entered, it took me from like this um, podium to the other side, and I fell down. And when I fell down, I heard the Lord speak to me, said two words, two statements to me, and I broke my, for my wrist here. When I fell down, I broke my hand. They rushed me to the hospital. Um, Dr. Ntefo Jr. was the one who took me to the hospital. And when I got to the hospital, I was treated by anointed pastors. I didn't even know they were pastors. I thought they were just doctors. But I discovered everybody that treated me was anointed by the grace of God. And, and I just want to thank God that after that experience, I, I had a, a boldness like I've never had in my life. I'm able to stand before so many people and preach on the streets even to adults that are way older than me, and they will listen to me, and I discovered that after that experience, my tongues changed. I started laughing in the Holy Ghost. I'm able, yes, I'm able to uh, minister to people boldly. I thank God, and my hunger for the Word of God and my understanding of the Word of God sharpened. I just want to encourage each and every one of us that every time Daddy is preaching and he's speaking, especially the final words that he speaks. Don't take it lightly at all. And I just want to thank you, Daddy, and I want to give all glory to God. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have our final testimony. Help me welcome Akofa to share her testimony with us. Hallelujah. Um, my, first, my testimony is about how God delivered me from death again. This time around through fire. The day after we were given the mantle, I, the, the day after we were given the mantle, I tied it on my baby's neck and we went to bed. So about three hours later, around 1.30 a.m., I woke, he was, he woke me up crying. He was crying. He hadn't cried like that before. So I was wondering what was wrong with him. And then when I woke up, I, I, I saw him seated and still crying. And then I started smelling something like thinner. So I rushed to the kitchen and I saw my kitchen in flames. The roof, the ceiling was off. And it's like, it was, in, it was burning. And I didn't know what to do. When I turned back and see my baby crying and the boy living with me, I, I don't know, I just felt like just doing something to stop the fire. So I tried turning the fire off and it was not dying. I, I, um, 
Apparently, the boy living with me, put, he put water on the fire and went to bed. He forgot and slept. So the, the fire, the water, the water burnt and it turned to fire. <laughs> so I tried turning the fire off and it was not, it was not, it was not dying. So I forced my kitchen door open and it did open and I pulled the cylinder out. And then, I don't know, somehow, somehow then my next door neighbor asked me, Josephine, I jumped out to her and I said yes. And then he rushed with his wife. And he came, the whole place was filled with smoke. The net, everything was bent. The, the, the TNG and everything had fallen. And the, nobody was hurt. I just had a little blister on my forehead and behind my left, my left palm. The, the next thing that was supposed to happen was just for it to catch the electrical cable. And that would have been it. So I just, I think that my baby just cried at the right time. And I think it is because of the mantle that was on his neck. Hallelujah. Because he doesn't... These days, he sleeps throughout the night till like 5 a.m. He doesn't wake up at 1 to cry. But he, I don't know, suddenly he just started crying. And I was just wondering what could have happened if we hadn't been prayed for and we hadn't been given that mantle. I don't know. I think that it is the mantle that we we're given. Thank you, Daddy. And I want to thank God. For deliverance again. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another ministration. Please help me welcome Ims. Others. 
multitudes, multitudes, multitudes are waiting in the valley of decision. They're waiting, hoping to hear the gospel. They don't know Jesus Christ. They are lost and dying so. For all time, uh, what about others? Oh, he saved you, he saved me. Yes, he did. What are we doing for others? Why do we sit and wait while millions go to hell? Their blood is on our hands. It's time to preach the word. The gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple form. It's what is missing now in the church. What are we preaching? He saved you. He saved us for all time. Uh, what about others? Tell me. He saved you. He saved me. Yes, he did. What are we doing uh, for others? We are the light of the world. Shining like we should We are the salt of the world Light of the world Are we really shining Like the light of the world He saved you He saved me He saved us for all time Yes he did What about others? What about them too? He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for others? What are we doing for others? Closer to me, I wanna heal 
touch you All those doubts and all those fears That you've had on through the years I want to heal you, says the Lord Come closer to me Closer to me I want to heal you I want to touch you
Talk to you early 
How many of you love Ida's music? It's time for the word of God. Amen. The sweetest part of the service. It's such a blessing to have the Lord's anointed who is sought all over the world as our father and our pastor. And if you're excited as I am, make your loudest noise and let's welcome Bishop Daggerwood Mills. glad to be here. Lift your hands and ask Jesus to speak to you personally this morning. Ask him to speak to you personally. Forget about everybody. Lord, speak to me. I want you to speak to me. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we are grateful today for your great blessing in Jesus' name. Lead us by your mighty and powerful word. That is so beautiful. We are grateful. We thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, amen. You may be seated. Christ and his private interviews. Now, this morning, I am talking about or preaching about Jesus Christ. Right. Now, why am I preaching about Jesus Because Jesus Christ is our savior. And Jesus is who we must follow. We must be close to him. We must learn from him. He's also our father. Amen. And God sent Jesus to save us. From the wretchedness of this world. And from going to hell. So Jesus is the most important person to learn from. And one of the outstanding And interesting things about Jesus was his private interviews which he granted to certain people. And you can glean a lot from them. 
Now, before I take you to the particular interview, which will be of particular interest, because it has to do with a young person. An interview, one of the only interviews granted by Jesus to a young person. That is what we are going to look at in a moment. But before we do that, I want you to understand the basis and the reason for private interviews. Psalm 73 verse 28. It is good for me to draw near to God. It is good for me. So, don't be far. Choose to be someone who is near and someone who is close. All right? So, even if somebody invited you to the church, even if you are new, even if you are a boy, even if you are a girl, all right? Even if you are poor, rich, whoever, remember that it is good, not bad. It is good to draw near to God and therefore draw near to his servants. Don't always choose to be one of the people that draws near. It is in your interest to draw near. It is not in your interest to be far. When I was in school, in medical school, I learned, I don't know who told me, but I saw advice I give to the students. Don't stand at the back when they are going for rounds. Stand in front. Let your lecturer know you. Let him know your name. When there is an exam, you will not be a number. You will be a person they know. And it's not easy to fail or treat badly somebody who you know personally. Alright? So, it is a good thing. And the church is more important to be in close in the church than to be close in your political party. A political party is, can never be compared with the church. Never. In any way. The powers of a political party are very limited. And especially in a democracy like ours. Because democracy weakens the leader and makes it difficult for him to do what he wants to do, both good and bad. That is why Trump could say no more Islamic um, countries should come. Then another power comes and says no, they should come. It, It weakens the leader. Uh, he may think that it's common sense that if we are being bombed by these people, they shouldn't come or they should be screened very well before they come. But democracy, democracy weakens a leader. That's why the church is not run by democracy. So whether it's good or bad, when you have a bad leader, a wicked person, uh, he's also limited. His wickedness cannot be manifested. Do you understand? All right. The same thing goes for, um, uh, that's why the church is 
far more powerful. Because you, 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 would, you would think that your uncle is in power. So he can help you. You'd be surprised that he can't do much now. <laughs> yeah. So don't place so much emphasis on being close to political power or any of these parts. The church is here. Will be here. When these people are gone, another group have come, this one goes, this one comes. The church is here. We were here. When these people were there, another people have come. Another people will go. And another people will come. The church will be here. Is it not true? Yes. So, the church is very important. Now, it is your immaturity that makes you underestimate or undervalue your closeness in the church. It's, it's actually your ignorance which is manifested. Yes. When you belong to a church or you come to a church and are content to be far and never come close, be known and know what you should know. It's, it's your ignorance. Yes. Your marriage, even to be married. You may never get married just because you are far. Just, you may just never. And you may just marry just because you are known. You may be saved, you may be helped. Just because you are near enough. So, don't trivialize the importance of coming close. All these people came close to Jesus by themselves. I'm not talking about people who Jesus talked to personally. I'm talking about people who came and Jesus granted them. That's why I use the word granted. Jesus granted them the interview or the opportunity to talk to him. They came. The first one I spoke about, Nicodemus, he came to see Jesus by night. Jesus didn't go to see him. He came to see Jesus. So it is good to draw near to God. It is good. Psalm 73 verse 20. It is a good thing. Alright. So I know in our culture, you know, especially Ghanaian, you know, that's one of the big difference between Ghanaians and Nigerians. Ghanaians are like this. So Nigerians are clear. I like you, I don't like you. But Ghanaians like this, we will be as if we are not saying something or we are not really uh, around or we are around. Oh! Ghanaians. So be healed of that spirit. In Jesus name. Are you with me? I like it. I don't like it. Stop it. I like it. We can't tell what your feelings are. Don't stay far away and pretend you are not here or you are here. Isaiah 29. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as these people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips they honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. 
God is saying, don't trump me with your mouth or with your lips. But genuinely draw near. Stop standing around sheepishly like some humble person which you are not in reality. Smile in a funny way with your hands behind your back looking sheepish and humble. When in reality you are not so humble. That's Ghanaian so. Huh? <laughs> very humble looking at me, trying to look very quiet and no, 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 no. These people draw near in an artificial way. It's not real. Since I became a pastor, God anointed me to be a pastor in Ghana. One of the first things that was provoked out of my heart was the teaching on loyalty. It it, it just came. Like as I start to lead the people, I start to tell them. Number one, stage one is what? Independent. That is, don't be around, but you are... I'm my own leader, but although you are my leader, I am my own leader. Stage two is what? Offense. Don't sit there looking at me, but you are hurt in your heart. But you will not say it. You are offended, you are annoyed. Because I gave the example of Ghanaians and Nigerians. You are offended. Stage three is what? Passivity. Don't stand around. I don't say anything about anything anymore. I'm quiet. Since God anointed me to be a pastor, I can see through these are the behaviors. They are not really with you. Passivity. They are cool. Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't have much to say. Stage four. Critical. Critical. Memory. Oh no, 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 What did you say? Oh, nothing. Oh, I wasn't. Oh no, I was just. I, I just told him that I, I, um, my head was hurting me. I, I, I was just telling him that uh, it's a powerful message. Hey. Stage four. Stage five. Political. As soon as we leave church, you make a call. Hey! Today it was not easy. Hey, the man, our man, you know our man. He came there, he started to talk. You know, you know him already. Stage four, stage five, political. If you are a leader, a manager of a company, a leader of anything, these are the things you are dealing with. Politics. You have a meeting with six people. When they leave, one will call another and tell her. You know, I don't think that what they were saying this and that. Then the, the meeting has ended. It has been cancelled. Meanwhile, you were six and you all agreed. Oh. But when you left, you go in your car. Then you start to make calls. Politics. So since God anointed me to be a preacher and a pastor in Ghana. 
I could see. And what's the next stage? Deception. You are deceived because it seems you are right. That, oh, this man will, will quench him, will finish him off. There are many people who have left the church thinking they are finishing off somebody. Oh, he's finished. The church is finished. I'll teach him something. I'll drive him out. I will embarrass him. I'll finish him off. So don't draw near with math. Do you understand math? When I say math, <laughs> it's mouth, but I'm saying it's for you to understand. Don't and don't draw near with your math. M-A-F-F, math. <laughs> alright, alright. I'm just giving you scriptures. We have not started preaching. Psalm 65 and verse 4. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee. Blessed, not cursed. Blessed. Anybody who is chosen... And you must never joke with being chosen. When you are ever chosen or you are caused. Sometimes you are not chosen but you are caused to approach. To approach. Oh, you are caused to approach. Because sometimes you are not chosen. There are a lot of people that work with me. I didn't choose them. They were caused to approach. I didn't know them. Now that I know them, I know how it would be like if they were different. But I didn't choose me because you see, in, in life you wouldn't know who you need, and you may not know how people are, and the dangers of working with people. So sometimes God causes you to approach, He causes you to get nearer without even knowing what is happening. And the Bible says it's a blessing. When circumstances work such that you start to be caused to get nearer, it's a blessing, it's not a curse, it's a very good thing. will never be a bad thing. Always remember that. Yes. You know, the next very important uh, reason for uh, being granted private interviews is, is to be known so that you bear fruits. Now, unless you get close to somebody in a certain way. You never bear fruit. Yes. You never bear fruit. Never. And you see, you can sit close, you can sit side by side, but you will never bear fruit. Never, never, never. Because you may be close, but you are far. Like this brother... The one I'm pointing to now is sitting next to a beautiful girl. But he's very far from her. Because her beloved is sitting right there. And he's monitoring what is happening in front here. Yes. So they are close and they are, they are even they are, his, his leg is even touching her leg. His leg is touching her leg. 
but they are far from bearing fruit. So I, I never had, it, it's a certain type of closeness which is quite mysterious. I should say it's mysterious. Why do I say that it's mysterious? Because I've never, I've never, I, I've never had a conversation with Kenneth Hagin. But I am his fruit. And I'm bearing fruit based on my interaction with him as a spiritual father. I've never talked to him before. I mean, I shook hands, well, hello, this, I gave an offering, basically. But there is a, there is, it's, it's a mystical type of closeness which you have to achieve. If you achieve that, then you bear fruits. So, because it cannot be that God, because how many people can one person interact with physically? You know, think about it. How many people can you sit down with me and you, me and you, me and you, me and you, me and you? It will be finished just now. So, the mystical union that is betwixt Christ and his church is the mystical union that we are seeking for that will lead to fruits. It's a mystical closeness. It's a very mystical, mysterious closeness. Yes. It takes humility. It takes many, many factors. But if you achieve it, you are, you are there. You are going to bear great fruits. Now, in the Bible, this type of mystical closeness was called knowing someone. Yes. Because... I don't know. That's what they called it. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And Adam knew Eve. (laughs) What a mystical knowing is this? What did he know? Because he, he was created, he was with her. They were in the garden. I mean, the temptation happened in chapter 3. The temptation happened in chapter 3. They had had all kinds of things had come up already. But there came a moment where he knew her in a mysterious and mystical way. And what happened as a result? She conceived. She conceived fruits. That's why people are barren spiritually. They don't get to the point where they know. You may think you know, but you don't know. You don't know a person. You may think you know what he preaches, but you don't know. When you know in a certain way, you will bear fruit in a certain way. You see, there are people who call familiarity knowing. So when, I, when you are a little familiar or like you, you, you are a little conscious or aware. Familiarity is like, I know, I sort of know about you and I, I, I'm, I'm, you, are, you are around enough for me to sort of be used to you. So if I take a topic, you think you know it. You see. But if you really know it, you will conceive. And you will also... Build churches. 
and bear fruits as I'm bearing fruits. And thousands of people are watching me as I'm preaching now. Yes. <laughs> you don't really know. You know, one time I gathered a group of full-time pastors together in a camp meeting. And I'm sure they thought they, know, they knew all that I know. So what I did was I did a trick. I called my secretary. I told her, let me do a something strategy with you. So I put together some of my books that I was going to preach from. And I said, these people, they think they know what I'm preaching. So let's make the book into A4 sheets. Same book, no change. And then bind it together nicely for me in a manual. So she did it. She bound it nicely in a manual. The books that are, they have, all the, all the people had it. And I took the uh, white sheets with printed. They thought it was a wonderful message that I was preaching. I held My bishop, they were all sitting there. Different ones. And I started. I just changed the name. And I, I made, so sometimes I'll wave it so that they would sort of see like I forgot what it, whatever it was. I preached for three days at a camp. Day one, day two, day three, four, and ending. When I finished, I took the book. I said, this is the book. You have all these books. Here is it. They were shocked. He said, said, it's a book. What's the first point? What's the second point? That's it. No change. But they they couldn't record. You can be familiar with somebody. You don't know it. You can be familiar, but you don't know it. I'm telling you. Genesis 4.17. Look at it. 4.17. 417. And Cain also grew up to know that the only way to bear fruit is to know. So he also got up and what? Knew. <laughs> he did what? He knew. Yeah. So you may be around thinking that you know everything. I know this, I know this, you know, so I know him. You don't know me. You don't know me. One of the things I'm quite sure about, people don't know me. I think I'm one of the most mystical f- figures to people. Yes. Even when I start to, when people start to work with me full time, they become even more dazzled or baffled. Because they don't know that side. Because before you see what is sitting here to sit here, it's not by smiling. Not by smiling. It's not by smiling and just being nice and whatever. No, you don't know. You don't know. So Cain also realized that, hey, except I know, I shall not conceive. So he knew his wife and she conceived and gave birth to who? Enoch. That's why you don't have a child. Even though you have a beloved, you don't know her. And when, when, when you marry, after some years, you realize, you say, hmm, I never knew you. I never knew that you were like this. I never, I never. And it's true. You didn't really know the person. When I preach, sometimes I mention certain things about marriage and some people hear things. Then they, they start to realize, hey, are these also there? Yeah, that is what you find out. In marriage. It's not as you think. When you see the moon shining as a full moon, eh? 
There is another half of the moon you are not seeing, which is dark. Yes, when you see the moon shining, there's another side, the whole side of the moon that you are not seeing, which is in total darkness. You are seeing only one side of the moon. Genesis 4, 25. 25. And Adam knew his wife again. This is what is called primary barrenness, secondary barrenness. People bear fruit once and they feel that's it. But you could have had more children. And a more child is to know the person again, to know again. You don't know Christ. You thought you knew Christ till I started to preach about Christ and his private interviews. You thought you knew Christ. You thought you knew Christ. Now I'm showing you Christ and his father have more than Christ and his disregard for traditions. If I get into that, you will see that you didn't know Christ. That is why reading a book is not enough to know. You have to read and read and read and read. At a point you start to know. And listening and listening and people listen to messages as though they are listening to news. You must listen and listen and listen. News, we listen to it once. When is the second time you are bored? Oh, so this news is old news. That's why they say they advertise first in news. First in what? And entertainment. Isn't it? Because uh-huh. it's like news. It's, once it's old, it's not good. But with the message, there's nothing like that. Again and again, again and again, again and again, and then you are starting to get to the place of knowing. That's why you can send somebody on the mission field after four years, he will have 20 people. Seven people after four years. He doesn't know much. He doesn't know. You don't know. You don't know. So I'm sharing with you the need for you to draw near rather than accepting to be far. Otherwise, honestly, you'll be around. You'll be familiar. You'll be sitting close, but you don't know. Because it is only at the, you can even be naked in a room that you will not be, you will not know the person. Yes. You need to know. And it's almost like a certain place has to know a certain place. Wow. So for me to bear fruit with you, a certain part of my spirit must know a certain part of your spirit. It's true. Are you still around? So I pray for you that, you know, you will break out of all types of barrenness and emptiness and break out into fruitfulness by knowing really. Genesis 24 verse 16, the Bible says, and the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin. 
a virgin. Neither had any man known her. Nobody knew her. Nobody. People were around her all her life, but nobody knew her. You can be around, but you won't know. Beautiful. You can be around the person. You will never know the person. You can be around me, but you will not know me. I can give you a job as a position in an institution, but you don't know me. And you are not actually bearing fruit. You just have a job. Yeah. So I want to encourage you. You see, there are many things to know about somebody. It's his personal life, his temperament, his moral life, his private life, his genuine heart. You can never know somebody till you know his heart. That's why he said you draw near with your mouth and your lips by your heart. You don't know the heart. You don't know my heart. You don't know me. You don't know my heart. You don't know me. You just know something you think you know. Yeah. So brothers and sisters, it's time to draw closer. And don't, 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 don't stay far. One time I preached about sheep that are near and far. God wants you to be near. Alright. Now let's look at one of the great interviews Jesus granted to a young person. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew 19. Verse 16. And this is the interview with a young man. A young man. Unidentified young man. Verse 16. And behold, one came and said, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit? One did what? One came. He came to see Jesus. And said unto him, Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? You see, when you come close, you hear mystical things which are wonderful, mysterious. Why do you call me good? There is no, no one good but God. But okay, if thou will enter into the kingdom, into life, keep the commandments. Keep the commandments. And he said unto him, which? The man, the man, you see, he was chatting with Jesus. And he said, which commandment? Which commandment? And he said unto him, yes, do not murder. And the man, the man had a notebook. And each of the points, he was taking to see whether he was okay. Thou shalt do no murder. He checked and realized that he had not done abortion before. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Then he checked and realized that the people that he had slept with, they were not married. Thou shalt not steal. He checked and realized those he had stole from were his parents. And they would have given it to him anyway. 
Thou shalt not bear false witness. And he took and he said, I've never been to court. You've never been to court, but you are always lying. Honor thy father and thy mother. He checked that one and said, oh, I have a good flow with my father and my mother. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Oh, I love my neighbor. I, I, I don't have a neighbor. I'm staying in a uh, uh, new development. There are no neighbors there. So the young man said unto him, this is a young man, and, and circle a young man, this is a young man's interview. A young man's interview. And the young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth. What lack I yet? Wow. Now, let us um, go back to the sins that he said he has not committed. Number one, these are the big ones, eh? Thou shalt do no murder. I don't kill. No adultery. The guy was a virgin. Thou shalt not steal. He has never been to prison. Thou shalt not bear false witness. He is the truthful type. Honor thy father and thy mother. Wow. No problem. He's a darling boy. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. No problem. And then the young man said, Ah, I got you. All these things have I kept from my youth upwards. What do I lack? And Jesus said unto him, Aha! Uh-huh. This is for young men. Oh. If thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast. And give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying. He went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. Now I love this interview. Because every controversial topic is discussed in private. I will tell you there are things you can't preach easily. You have to say it privately. And some advice that you need to get, you will never hear it in the pulpit. Sometimes you hear it, but sometimes you can't understand it. So, here is somebody who wants to know, tell me the truth. What is it really? That I really need. What is it that I really need? Huh? Say it, I'll do it. Do you really want to know? You know, sometimes people ask questions, they don't really want to know. That's why sometimes some things are not said. Because if I say, will you do? What is higher than being a goody goody person? And very moral. What is higher than that? What is higher than that? I mean, this uh, I don't know how many of you can say you are as good as this young guy. 
like you, you have not had sex before. You've not had sex before. You've not committed abortion before. The Bible says if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. So you've never hated somebody before. And what are the other things? Honor your father. How many of you can say that you have such a good flow with your father and your mother? I mean, there are some girls who are always quarreling with their mothers. They are not nice to their mothers. They are not nice to their mothers. Girls. Girls. You don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. You, you, seem, you, seem, you seem like you are even confused. It shows, it, shows that, it shows that you are already bearing false witness against what I'm saying. How many of you can say that your mother likes you? And you like your mother. Eh? I'm talking of girl to girl. And mothers sometimes they like their sons. And they quarrel with their daughters. Sometimes they are even jealous of their daughter's relationship with, with, with their father. When they see him coming around and being nice to him. and all, They can see how they should behave towards their father. And they are not behaving. And the daughter has taken it up to be nice to him. As you don't have time for him. Somebody has time for him. Holding his hand and calling him daddy and papa. Eh? How many are as good as this young guy? Few. And now Jesus is saying. This, this you can only hear it in private. What should I do? Really want to know? To go to the highest level as far as God is concerned. Is to give up everything and to follow Jesus Christ. Yes, including money, jobs, possessions, potential possessions. When I came into the ministry, I didn't have anything true. Do you see? But I potentially had many things. I had potential. My life was ahead of me. So all that I would have earned as a medical doctor and what I would have acquired was what I was giving up and so Bishop Saki and so Bishop Eddie and the rest who came along yes do you really want to be perfect stop asking questions you don't intend to obey when they tell you please Bishop I want to introduce to you my my, uh, my new uh, I've got a certain uh, this brother I want to introduce him to because he said we should show you those who we have found. So I wanted to bring him to you and show everything to you so that you approve of it. Whatever you say, I'm ready to do it. It's not true. It's not true. You are not going to do it. So many times when people come and say, Bishop, wait, we, we, we want you, we want you to be involved in everything that we are doing. Bishop, because you're our father. What are you saying? That's, that's all that we want to do. Thank you very much. If you say, what are you saying? We don't want to enter a relationship unless, unless you say so. Oh, Male. Oh, Male. It's not true. You are committed. The goalkeeper is already committed. You've run out of the goalpost to catch the ball. How can they ask you to come back? Stop 
coming to ask questions. You see, one thing you learn is stop coming to ask for things you will not do. Uh, Bishop, uh, I wanted to see you this afternoon about something. You know, the other day you were speaking the word and I saw that it was a prophetic direction for my life. I wanted to see you so that you speak into my life and speak into my destiny, speak into my future. Whatever you say, that is what I will do. I believe your voice is the voice of God. It's not true. You will not do what I say. If I say, you won't do it. That is what we learn from this guy. Do, but you will not really do. Yes. What shall I do to be perfect? If I say, will you do? I've said it. Sell everything and follow me. You will not do it. And notice Jesus offered him no rewards. Anyone who offers money for the ministry, then it's not really the ministry. Because there's going to be another private interview after this guy leaves. That's when you are going to know the other side of the story. You keep watching. Keep watching. Verse 22. Now when the young man heard that saying, he did what? He did what? He did what? Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. He went away when he had a hard word. When he had a hard message that he couldn't obey, he, he said, I can't take, I can't, I can't take that I don't, my spirit doesn't flow with that message. (laughs) Stay around. Stay around. You'll be surprised. You, You are probably looking at one side. There's another side. You know only part of the word of God. That is why you are struggling. You know only part of the word of God. That is why you are struggling. This guy went away in the middle of the message. There are people who think they know, they know me. So, uh, this man is a bishop loyalty. But you don't, you just know part. Yes. You cannot, when you come closer, you are not going to be seen just... Oh, people are loyal. People are afraid. You are going to find people are happy. People are in, in love. Yes. There's Minsha in the church. As your neighbor, do you know what is Minsha? Do you know what is Minsha? It means happiness. Happiness. There's happiness in the church. Tell your neighbor, don't listen just to part. You will not understand. You will not understand it. You listen to just part. Verse 23. Now listen to it. The man has gone away. And because he had many possessions. I won't let, go back with possessions. I want to say, anyone who has many possessions, don't go away from God. Yes. Don't go away from God. Don't go away. What you have is what God gives you. Yes. Don't go away from God. God is not against rich people. Now let's look at verse 23. This one you can only get it privately. Now, this is now Jesus and the disciples. This guy should have stayed to listen to the rest of the message. 
Now he said, verily, verily, I say to you. The very next verse. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I say to you, a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Hardly. That's why it's good to hear the word of God when you are young. Before you apparently are rich. Hmm? Hardly. That's why we don't waste our time when you are doing outreach. Don't waste your time on rich people. Yes. Don't waste your time on rich people. People who are rich become proud because of their possessions. You see, they, they, have, some, they have some pride. They, they always say they are humble, but they are proud. Hardly. 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 You hardly find a rich person around me in my life. Hardly. I'm just like Jesus in that regard. Just moving with disciples. There were important people around who helped here and then. Their names are mentioned because there are not so many. Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, other mighty people, Mary, Joseph, whatever, Joanna. There were people. They were doing things and were ministering to him. They were supporting and they were helping. But there were not so many. It's not about having rich people around you. It's not about gathering rich people. And just licking bottoms of people to make them give you money. Verse 24. I hope you are listening to the words of Jesus. I didn't write the Bible. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. You know, one day I was talking to a, a man. You know, and I quoted this verse. I told him, it's because you are a millionaire. That is why you, you, you will not go to church. And I told him, you have fulfilled the Bible, the scripture. Because you used to go to church all the time. When you became a rich man, and God blessed you with millions, you have fulfilled the word of God exactly. It is difficult for a rich man. Easier for a camel to pass through the eye of an Which means, it's so difficult so difficult. I mean, Jesus said it. I didn't say it. So now, if again, if you end the message here, you see, you again only know part of the message. So if we, we end here now, you are going to leave this place with a wrong half of the moon. You see only half of the moon, which is dark, not knowing that there's light on the other side of the moon. People only know a part and they think they know but they don't know but you will know from today look at this this is the one side of the moon verse 25 when his disciples heard it they were exceedingly amazed because some of them were owners of trollers they had they had boats at Temal Harbor they had uh, 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 freezers Fleets, they went to fishing big time. Who can be saved if it is very difficult for a rich? Why would they say it if they were, they were not rich? Some of them were not rich. Is that, who then? Is, that, is there anybody? Is there anybody who can be saved? Is that, that your salvation, there nobody is coming. They were telling that this salvation you are talking about, no one is coming into it. Jesus, you'll be alone with your salvation. Then verse 26 that Jesus said unto them with men 
This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So by the power of God, a rich person and people with money can be in the church and do well. That's what he's trying to say. With God, with the power, supernatural, supernatural power of God, you can have believers who will really be in the house of God. Now, just as people, for obvious selfish reasons, support political parties, there are people who supernaturally God touches to give millions to the work of God. Yes. Millions. They give and they give and they give. I tell you, and you even wonder, why are you giving? One time I had a program and somebody gave 10,000, then he gave 20,000, then he came and gave another 10,000. He was giving thousands in his currency. Which is a stronger currency than our, our currency. At the point I wanted to stop him from giving. But he wanted to give. There are people who have money and God touches their heart to love God with their money. Especially in America. You see, America confuses the world because apart from America, it is where there is poverty that people go to church. Only in poor places that people go to church. Like Africa, South America, and so on. But America is the odd one. It's like there, there are rich people. And they go to, and they support heavily. Well, let me ask you, where do you think uh, people like uh, Benny Hinn, I'm talking about people who don't have churches. Mike Medock. Uh, there's a man who comes and always talks about prophecy. Uh, yes, Joyce Mayer. There's a guy who talks about prophecy all the time. I forget his name. Not, not Sid Roth. I don't know him much. But there's another older guy. No, no. Different. They don't have churches. They don't have any church. They don't have even a single church with a single member. <laughs> even Richard Roberts. Bonky. Bonky says that his crusade cost him 900 to 1 million dollars for one crusade. That's his budget. And he needs 25 million dollars at least in a year. Yes. There are people who God touches to give a lot of money. They look and they say, I will give you. Do this. So don't think that, that there are people who, everybody who has money is going to hold on to his money. There are a lot of people who hold on to their money till they are dead. <laughs> when they are dead, they will say, I want to write a check. No, you can't write now. Your hand is full of formalin. They have injected formalin. They will take needle and inject your fingers. They will be frozen like this. They will take needle and inject your flesh. It can't write anymore. Your body will be cold and frozen. It can't, you can't flex to hold a pen, to write a check. It's past. You've not been to a mortuary before. I have. I've been there for every stage. With God. God touches people. And Jesus was explaining. It becomes possible. A rich man who is in the house of God. He's flowing. 
our road outside. The rich man came and said, I'll do it for you. That's why you are enjoying. Yes, there are people like that. They just do things. What the government should do is doing it. It's doing it for us. Huh? He's doing it for the church. So I love the church. You don't have to ask him. You don't, I don't ask him. So well, no problem. So like this, way, no problem. He said, no, no, no. You leave it. I'll do it for you. So we did just, he said, oh, I'll do all this place because you use all. Wow. God is raising you up to be like that in Jesus' name. <laughs> Verse 27. 27. This is a young man. Oh. This man, the young man has gone home. Oh. He's missing all this part. Now, now sit down. You are confusing the people at the back. He left at verse 24. He should have stayed. But it, 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 now, the disciples who didn't stay to the next part are also about to miss this part that is coming. Because the next part is also wild. It also brings another dimension. You see, nothing is as straightforward as you think. So, a rich man cannot enter. So, there are no rich men. It's not like that. It's not like that. Jesus in private explained a lot of things about mine. Now look at what he's saying. He said, the, then they said, but Peter said, we have left everything. Like Charlie, we had fishing boat. We had a lot of things. Because of you, I, I, Jesus, do you realize what we are? <laughs> we have left a lot of things. So we had potential. We had potential. Uh, Pastor Ebo was a, 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 a businessman. God spoke to me and said, he's going to, he's going to work for the Lord. I called him and said, come. Yes. Not everybody God speaks to me about. Yeah. So I said, leave your, leave your, leave your business. He, he, he said, give me six months. I'll finish, I'll finish with, I'll, I'll sacrifice my oxen and I'll come. We have left all and we have followed thee. What shall what what we have? Next verse. You should have stayed for this one. Jesus said, Verily I say unto ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on his throne of glory, you shall also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And then, you can also leave at this point. You see, when you leave at this point, you also miss the next part. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like when you live at this point, you, you just have a mind that the rewards of God are just spiritual. That's why I say, you don't know everything that Jesus believes in and Jesus says. You just know part. And you are running with the part and saying something like that. You don't know. Up to now, he's also not said certain things. Oh, Jesus, we shall re- regeneration. What did you say, Jesus? Regeneration, something of thrones. It's wonderful. But we, are, we have left all and followed you. So what about here on earth? Something small for the boys. Jesus, something small for the boys. Your boys are here, Lord. Tell somebody, Lord, your boys are here. Oh, Lord, your boys are here. Is there something small for the boys? And the next verse, the next verse, the next verse contains something small for the boys. Do you love this part? It says, and everyone. Oh. 
that has forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife ah, or children that means that some wives should be forsaken for the ministry It's a private. You see, these are things that are said in private. You can't come out publicly and say such things. Yeah, you, it's on a Sunday morning. You can't come and say that some wives should be forsaken because they are they are like this and like that. But privately, you can say. <laughs> Read it. Lands for my sake shall receive a hundredfold. Wow. Hundredfold of what? Houses, brethren, sisters, lands, huh? wives. <laughs> uh, you people, don't be silly. You want to be polygamist? Look at Mark 10, 29, the same story. A little clearer. He said, and Jesus answered and said, Verily, there is no mother has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands. Property for my sake. That means that some people should give up property for the sake of Jesus. Give your property. Yes. Sometimes you have to give up your, your biological brothers. You give up your biological sisters. Sometimes you have to even give up your biological father or mother. For my sake. By the way, these are not Sunday sermons. So these are private interviews. For my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now. In this time. Then he gives the details of what you shall receive. Houses. Brethren. Sisters. Mothers. Children. Lands. No wife has been added. <laughs> it seems when you give up your wife, it's not replaced. He shall receive all these lands, properties, houses, with persecutions. And in the world to come, he will have eternal life. So, this is the full story of everything. Yes. So, this explains why some people enter into the ministry and seem to have forsaken everything 
and rather seem to be even more blessed financially. Yes. Even though it says, a rich man shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Then sometimes people look and say, these pastors are rich. You don't understand. That's what I'm saying, that you don't know much, you just know part. Each time you stop at part, you start to create false stories. Because you don't know the word of God. This is Jesus Christ. I, I can't write the Bible. I can write books, but I can't write the Bible. The Bible is supreme. When you see in the Bible, that's it. So he says that people who have given up, so all, the, all what I could have earned or could have had or could have been, according to the word of God, I am to, be, to receive hundred times. Hundred plots of land. Hundreds of my salaries. Hundreds of my houses that I would have had. Yes. And more brothers. More sisters. More people. Like people, you see, people are very valuable. That's why he added them. Just one person in your life is like a lot of money. A person in your life is like money. You may not have money, but a person is like money. (laughs) <laughs> you may not know a person is like money that's why I say, I'll give you brethren, I'll give you sisters I'll give you wife when, that's why when you despise people you, you despise yourself you don't know what that person is for you yes so brothers and sisters um, this is private if you, if you, if you follow Jesus you know, if you want to be perfect, you know, that's the highest. It's not about being good. Goody, goody is one level. Like you don't do abortion, you don't sleep with people, you don't kill, you don't steal, you don't, you are good. But it's not a perfect level. There's a higher level than that. And that higher level is to leave everything and follow Jesus Christ. And I can never tell you that it is lower than it is. It's high, it's great. Why should, I, why should I preach? Why should I tell you? Why should I not tell you? To be a missionary. To give your life. Not as an old person. You see, look. A young person is different from an old person. I mean, you can never compare a young man with an old man. You see, there are people when they are going to marry. Sometimes they marry. So the man is uh, 50 years old and you are 21. So oh, it doesn't matter. I mean... We look almost the same age. When you marry, you see that it's an old man that you've married compared to a fellow 20 whatever year old. You may not know. You may not know. We all look the same, but we are not the same. This is a message for a young man. What is the best and the highest to give yourself? And Jesus, you see, if that comes to God, must believe that he is a rewarder. God rewards. I cannot say that. I cannot say this scripture has not been fulfilled in my life. Oh. Brethren, sisters, lands, what have you? I've seen it. And and the potential. The potential. All I have to say is I need, I want this. I'll get hundred. I have hundred people who are ready to buy me cars today. If I say hundred cars, new, I'll get they will buy, they won't feel that they are buying cars. So I, I'm, potentially, I've got a fleet outside. This is potential. 
So, this is the best. So, don't, 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 don't. You, you have the highest. That is it. We, nobody, you can't, you can't, you can't expect me to come and stand and tell you that to do business is higher than to follow Jesus. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that doing business is not following Jesus, but to leave everything and follow Jesus, like all my life is Jesus and the ministry. It's the highest anybody can do. And in this church, you must respect it. I'm not going to have a church where I'll be preaching about money. What you respect is business and money and politics and power, earthly power. There's not thought, then go to another church. Better find another church to go to. I can't change, exchange what Jesus has raised very high and bring it very low. I'm sorry about that. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I can only tell you what I can read, what I'm reading. You know, there's something that I want to say. You know, but, but, no, no, there's something I want to say, but I can't say it in the, in the microphone. So I'll, I'll say it to somebody after church. Private, in a private interview. But if, if I tell you, you, you'll be amazed at what I, what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's something somebody told me yesterday. I found it quite interesting. It's something somebody told me yesterday. I find it quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was quite, I was quite shocked at what he said. Hmm. Should I tell you? I won't tell you. It's for private interviews. Then, Jesus has told us clearly, being good is nice, but there's something higher. Then he's also told us that when you are rich, be very careful. And you see, some of us are going to be rich. God is going going to give you power and money. But you you must remember Always don't behave like a typical rich man who is now distant from the kingdom of God. I always encourage people, you know, yes, you have money, as God has blessed you. Humble yourself and be as you used to be. That's why I still do crusade outreach. Everything I used to do when I was a student, I'm doing it and more. More, I'm more. You see, one day my, my, there was somebody went to Canada and came after nine years. I had not been to Canada for nine years. Came and sat in the church. After she came to me, she said, you are more radicalized than when I left nine years ago. Yes. You are more radicalized. It's like you, you seem more radicalized. You should thank God I don't belong to another religion. If I was in another religion... It will not be easy. <laughs> it's for Christ I stand. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Jesus is going to bless you. He's going to bless you. And he warns about riches. He warns about riches. Hardly do those who have riches so that is why, even if your aim is to be, you, you, must, you must aim to be, to prosper with caution and with care. You see, when you are holding a snake, you must have a proper respect for it. Everybody say the word proper respect. If you don't have a proper respect, you don't know what you are handling. Money destroys people. Money destroys people's hearts. Hardly do you find rich. 
Yes, if I scan to the church, I can point out this one has money, this one has money, this one has money. There are not many. Recently, I was in uh, Zimbabwe. I went to a zoo for just snakes. You know, a, a snake zoo. You know. And I tell you, we went around the different snakes. He showed this one is this one is this one is this one. Each one he would open. And when he came to the black mamba. You know, the black mamba is gray. But the mouth, when he opened, ah, it's black. Inside is black. When he came there, he put his stick in. When he just moved a little, he just moved and he said, this one, you see it in the afternoon. He goes in the afternoon. The others, you see it in the night. This one, you see in the day. He can chase you faster than Usain Bolt, running like this. It will lift up the head and move. It's, it's not something, you must have a proper respect for a snake that you have even opening slightly. It's the same thing with money. You must have something with the Bible says those who love it have pierced themselves through with sorrows. Something that the Bible says that is the source of all evil. All evil is the love of money. You must hold it carefully. You must handle it with care. You must have all the rules. You must have all the rules at work when you are handling money. And you are becoming rich. All the rules must be there. All the rules for handling money. When it says charge them that are rich in this world, this must be their behavior. You can't just hold the stick and say, this my friend. Look, you don't know what you are holding. Anyone who has joked with money has joked with it to his own life. With his own life. You pay, they pay for it with their lives. Some of you are here, you are students, you are young, you don't have anything. Maybe that's why you've come to church. But the day will come where you see that things are changing. Oh, I've got a job. I've got this, I've got that. Will we still you find you in church? Just because a little salary you see in a few cities that you haven't seen before. Or just a marriage, marriage where you are now misses. You were miss for a long time, miss nobody. Handle with care. That's what Jesus is trying to say. Hardly shall a rich man enter. So if God puts the riches in your hand, careful, you must always deploy the power of God to help you to hold it. Yes. Our church is not a poor church. Probably one of the most prosperous churches. But you see, handle with care. We are handling the money with care. We are using the money more desperately for church work, more for evangelism to the point of being broke. Yes, to the point of nothingness. Oh yes. Handle with care. Careful! You can't just sit and have millions. You can't sit and just look at looking at riches and start praising yourself. Ah, I am increased, greatly increased. Look at all that I have. Look at all that. It's very dangerous. So remember, this is personal, you know. Jesus and money. Oh yes. And when you do, you are capable. I am more capable of handling millions today than I've ever been. More capable. I know what to do. I have many things. Many things to do. (laughs) Yes. 
Christianity is not just I don't, I don't, I don't steal, I don't commit fornication, I don't do this, I don't do this. Then money. Money is the big one. Money is the big Money is the reason why some of you will not come to church in the future. And I bind that spirit in your life in Jesus' name. How many are ready to be? It's like a snake handler. That, that's the word that came. How many are ready to be a snake handler? It's the same as how many are ready to be a money handler. You are a money handler. Yes. I'll ask you again. How many are ready to be a snake handler or a money handler? Yeah. Handle money. Yeah. You know, you handle with care. Yes, you handle with care. I wish you, I had a picture to show you of a Gabon viper. It's, it's actually, they found it in Gabon, but it's, they call it Gabon. The white people didn't know how to pronounce it. They Gabon. It sleeps and it has horns. They used to play with it. They would even play with the horn like this. Can you see my nose? They used to do it like this. They stroke it. Because it was so sleepy. <laughs> It has injections. The, 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 the fangs are as long as my two fingers. That are full. They fold and they open like this. Joke with it. I know a man who was bitten by one. Half of his skin on, the, on one side. Front and back came off. All the skin came off. It was skinless. You are stroking. You are stroking gold and accounts, dollars, pounds, euros. You are playing with money and walking in the midst of people who don't fear God. Most of the people who don't fear God, they are all playing with money. Yeah. Money is their real God. But today God is showing you his great wisdom. How many want to come close to Jesus and learn more from God? Yes. You know, this is an interview for a young person. Yeah. Because all of us here, we want to be rich. But it's almost like, I want a snake in my house. Uh, You have to learn the rules of the snake. Because when it comes into your house, hey, how many would like to find one in your toilet? Have you seen that picture? The one where the snake came through the it came through the toilet. So it was inside the toilet bowl. And the guy opened it. You know, that's why you must look before you sit. That is if you are going to sit. Hey. It was waiting for a nice bomb bomb to come there. It will never happen to you. Tell your neighbor, I'm drawing closer to Jesus. And I'm learning how to prosper. Stand to your feet. All right. Father, thanks for blessing us today. We are grateful. Bless our lives as we serve you. Lift your hand and give yourself to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I want to be perfect. I want to follow you. I want to know how to handle money. I want to be your servant. Pray to the Lord for a moment. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.
Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for healing us. Touching our lives. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for your great grace that is released into the church. Touch our lives. Save us. Help us to love you. And to follow you dearly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Look at me for a moment. How many of us realize that what Jesus is saying is follow me. Follow me. Following Jesus doesn't make you poor. Yes. Many of us are not following Jesus. But he wants us to follow him. How many want to follow him? Yes. If you had stayed for the rest, you would have known that following him will not make you a poor person per se. And you know, I I thank God as I read this I thank God in all our interviews for people to be in full-time ministry, we never offer you money. Come. Come. Jesus didn't say, forsake all your lands and your houses and I'll give you a hundred times. He just said, forsake all and follow me. <laughs> this is what people are waiting to hear. You'll get this and you'll get this. And unfortunately, you can't hear that in the church. Lift your hands. Jesus, thanks a million. We are grateful. As we come to the end of this service, thanks for your power, for everyone watching, for everyone hearing. Your blessing is released now in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here this today and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, Pastor, pray with me. Pray for me. I want to give my life to God. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you don't know Jesus as your savior. Please lift your hand and I'm going to pray with you if you want to give your life to God right now. Just like where you are standing, lift up your hand right there. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So many hands are lifted up. What a blessing. Over there, over there, over there, everywhere. If you've lifted your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus then uh, come to me with your hand lifted up. Come from wherever you are standing. Come. Come to me. Stand right here. Give your life today. The Jesus I was preaching about is calling you. Come. Come, my dear. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. 
I give my life to you. I'm sorry for all my wicked ways. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. From today, I give my heart, I give my life, I give my everything to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. Say, please write my name in the book of life. I love you, Jesus. From today, I'm yours. You are mine. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today in the name of Jesus. Now lift your, just your right hand like this and say after me, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I curse you. I reject you. Go away from my life. From today, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I will not follow you again. I will not obey you again. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Don't go yet, please. I'm going to give you a gift of one of my books. It's called How You Can Be a Strong Christian. How You Can Be a Strong Christian. Wow. What a blessing. Now, through this book, you are going to become a strong Christian. This is my gift. Even if you don't come to church here again, you always have this book. Amen. And I want to invite you to come again. I know God is going to bless your life. You didn't walk here by chance. God brought you here. An angel brought you here. An angel brought you here. Amen. So, today marks the beginning of a new relationship. What's your name, young man? Robert. Today I was preaching about a young man who came to see Jesus, just like you. Amen. So, this marks a new day, a new chapter in your life. Now, when we close, on that side, whether this side, come and sit over there. And they are going to come to you to talk to you for one minute. But after, I will come and pray with you before you go. If I don't come, don't go. You must get the blessing before you go. Amen. So, as soon as we close, come to that corner and I'll be there for you. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. How many are glad you are in church and it's Sunday? Wow. Could have been in your boyfriend's arms getting ready for tomorrow's abortion. Tomorrow's abortion. You have to be booking the clinic. Are you glad that you are in the house of the Lord? Jesus has been kind to us. How many are happy to follow Jesus Christ? I prefer to preach about Jesus and to follow Jesus any day. Amen. Now it's time for us to have communion. Now, uh, bring up that beautiful scripture. It says, For as oft as ye eat this bread, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death. 
Huh? As often. So, it's supposed to be taken often. Yes. Not once in a while. As often as you. Now, Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth. One of God's great generals. He took communion every day. Not once a week. Every day. As often as ye do eat this bread. And drink this cup. As often as you eat this bread. And drink this cup. Ye do show. The Lord's death. You see and the Lord's death. Is the Lord's power. In your life. The power to save the whole world is in the Lord's death. That's why we wear crosses. Why would we be advertising something that is a weakness? We are not advertising a weakness when we wear a cross or we put a cross here. This is not an electric chair or a a gallows of hanging somebody. It is the symbol of the release of the power of God into the whole world to save the world. Yes. So for us to do something that now shows the power releases that power into your life and the more often you do it the more that great power that is coming from the Lord's death is released into your life so today it has even been delayed by six days for us to be here on the seventh day we are now going to have the holy communion how many realize there has been a delay since last Sunday up to now? It's too long. As often as you drink it, you do show the Lord's death. It is his death that released salvation power. It's called sozo. Salvation. You know, do you remember when Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood? He said, your faith has saved you. That's where it's sozo. All the healings, he still used the word sozo. Because salvation always included forgiveness, healing, deliverance from demons. All was a combination word, sozo. Your faith has made the whole. The word whole is sozo. Always sozo. And other miracles. Beautiful. As we are one and our just begun in the spirit we are young and will live forever sons of God hear his holy word gather round the table of the Lord eat his body drink his Father, thank you for the wonders of the Holy Communion as we come into this manifestation of the showing of the death of Jesus 
Let power enter anyone standing here. Let this communion be a source of healing. A source of salvation. A source of blessing. To everyone that receives today. Show your power. Manifest your power. In everyone's life today. Healing Jesus. Life Lord. Blessings. Upon your children. We receive of the manifestation of the Lord's death. In our lives today, the body of Jesus Christ. This is now declared to be the blood. Whatever wicked thing you've done, God forgives you today. Through this eternal blood. May the blood cleanse you of the reaping of the rewards of your sins. The harvesting of your mistakes. Because of this blood, you shall escape that harvest. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is poisonous. Whatever is a stain. I see stains being removed. Whatever is a spot. A blemish. An unforgettable sin. A memory. That makes you tremble. May this blood. Speak for you. And wash away. All those memories. By this blood you are saved. Amen. By this blood you are redeemed. By this blood you are helped mightily. By the Lord. When I see the blood. I will pass over. May any wickedness that is targeting you. Pass over you today in Jesus' name. To not happen to you because of this blood. The blood of Jesus. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. No movement. Just hold it. Always just hold it when we finish. And I love, I love that, old cross. that old cross. Where the dearest. Where the dearest and best. For a world of lost Yeah.
receive your blessing. Father, thanks for blessing. That today is a blessing for children. May every child here be blessed. Whatever blessing you didn't get when you were dedicated as a child. Whatever prayers, good prayers, were not spoken over you when you were born. Receive a superimposition of good prayer and good blessings over your life from today onwards. You are declared a good child from today. You are declared to be a good boy from today. You are declared to be a good girl from today. You are now a child of good news. You will bring home good news, good tidings, good blessings in Jesus' name. Whatever bad thing is in your background, it shall never follow you from today. Whatever evil spirit has been following you since you were a child, since you were young, today is cut off in Jesus' name. A good spirit is imparted to you now. I said a good spirit is imparted to you now in Jesus' name. All types of rebellion, all types of stubbornness, all types of disobedience that are found in you, today they are expunged and removed in Jesus' name. You'll never be called a stubborn person again. You'll never be called a rebellious child again. No one will say you are a bad child, a bad son or a bad daughter in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever good thing you have not heard from your father saying towards you or your mother saying towards you, you are going to start hearing good things from now in Jesus' name. Instead of shame, instead of shame on you, you are going to start hearing congratulations. From this week, you start hearing congratulations and you will hear it for the rest of your life. In the name of Jesus, every unfriendly spirit that you are carrying, every unmarriageable spirit that you are holding, every non-relational spirit that you are holding, I expunge it from you now in Jesus' name. Do not have a good spirit. Every quarrelsome attitude, depressive face, unfriendliness, that has grown in you over the years I cast it and command it to come out in Jesus name you are now a good child you are not a source of concern to your parents but you are a source of good news and blessing to your parents in the name of Jesus Christ your teachers will like you your fathers will like you your uncles will like you you are now a favorite child from today Whatever has not made you a favorite, whatever characteristic has taken away from you favor, I cast it out from you in Jesus' name. From now, you'll be chosen. From now, you'll be selected. Decisions will be taken that are good for you. Decisions will be taken that are nice for you in Jesus' name. Any girl here, any little girl, who has said in your heart, who shall marry me? I answer you today, someone good shall marry you in Jesus' name. 
any girl who has held baby dolls and has said, one day I shall hold my baby, surely it shall come to pass that you will hold your baby in Jesus' name. Anyone standing here that has attended a wedding and said, oh Lord, when? Receive the answer is now in Jesus' name. You will not live this life without getting married to the person that God has chosen for you. All forms of nastiness, laziness, stupidity, foolishness are cast out of your spirit today in Jesus' name. Receive holiness, righteousness, goodness, good character, good temperament, diligence, hard working, good spirit. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Pornographic spirit that you have received through the telephone, through videos. I command them out in Jesus' name. You are not a pornographic addict from today. All types of masturbations and forms of immorality. I command them out of you today in Jesus' name. All types of unholiness that are associated with you from today. It marks the end of that type of unholiness in your life. You are now a good person. Jealousy is out of your life. Wickedness is out of your life. A good character has been imparted to you today. In Jesus' mighty name. Lift your hand and thank God right now. All these things practically are happening in your life right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. God bless you. Tell somebody I have a good spirit. I know a good spirit came into me during this service. A good spirit. God bless you. You may be seated. Anyone who held baby dolls when you were growing up, your wedding and your Baby is coming soon. You will never be disappointed in Jesus' name. If you played with dolls, this prophecy is for you. If you didn't play with dolls, it doesn't apply to you. But if you've ever played with a doll, your baby is coming soon. That baby doll was a vision. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. <laughs> the Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. 
ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.